Today, we want to talk about enablers in the idea of recovery, and enablers themselves actually can be kind of more like rescuers sometimes, or they're jumping in to help, and so when that jumping in to help doesn't work, they can actually get into addiction. But more often than not, they're the one who comes along and allows the person to be in addiction. And so the, the topic here a lot of times is the complementary person to the addict. Now, enablers are enablers because they get their value out of helping somebody else. And I want to contrast it for a moment with controllers or manipulators. Controllers or manipulators use kind of an active way of reaching into others, and they believe in kind of a power mode in order to be an influencer. Generally, enablers, actually a good word for it is they are sacrificers. They believe that if they can come alongside and lay down their life and just do the right organization, say the right words, be encouraging, show compassion, if they can come along in a way that sacrifices and completes and complements and makes whole another person, they can make the difference and then they can help that other person get better. Well, there's a problem here. The problem is that they're basing their value on the response of another person. That is never safe, and it is never healthy. Actually, the only thing an enabler needs to focus on is, I call it my one-liner, what flows through you sticks to you. The only thing an enabler can really do is pay attention to what's flowing through them, what's coming through me. Because my ability to impact the people around me, it just doesn't exist. I say this a lot of times, but let's just start with a simple dynamic. 90% of what happens in a person is subconscious. I'm going to suggest that another 90% of it is controlled by ego. So the other person wants to look good. They're going to be very controlled by ego. As an enabler, I come along. I'm working with 1%. Now figure out what your chances of that person getting better are, and you're going to judge yourself according to 1%. Some realism is, is good here, where I step back and I look at myself and I begin to understand, wow, my odds of helping this person are slim to none. So if I start there as an enabler, that's a great place to start because I don't base my own value so deeply in what's going to happen in the other person. Then the next thing that I need to do is really maybe do some realistic calculations here. Enablers tend to overestimate their own ability to help people and help situations. If there's one thing I've learned in the drug alcohol world is I have far less ability to impact than I ever could have imagined. And what's interesting, once I realize that and I begin to approach people from more of a permission basis, hey, would you do this? Would you do that? Once I started doing that, I started eliciting a higher level of trust. People didn't feel manipulated. They didn't feel controlled. Okay, let's go back to enablers. Frequently, they end up using the much more subtle manipulation tactics. What? They're compassion people. They're sacrificers. They're complementers. They come alongside. So I'm not going to be the jerk that comes in, and I'm not going to be cruel, and in fact, that ends up being a problem. They start comparing themselves with the other person. You're cruel. You're a jerk. Look at how you treat. And here I am. I'm now the victim, and a lot of times enablers end up getting mixed up in a victim world. They start feeling sorry for themselves, 
And when they do that, now they set themselves up not to be enablers, not to be helpers, not to be sacrificers, but the victim world. There is nothing like a victim world. There's nothing like a self-pity world to take you into a sick, sick place. It's almost impossible for a person from the outside to come along and help someone like that because they've got their own excuses built in. It's, it's all tied up. It's all wired up. And at some point, then they start playing the woe is me game and they come as a victim. And sometimes that victim mentality actually works with the other person for a little while. So then it becomes a frenemy, if you will, to where, oh, my victim ta- mentality is working. My woe is me is working. So now the enabler becomes a super manipulator controller. There's so many things tied up in that whole enabling world, but here's what the enabler has to see. The enabler has to understand that, number one, I am only an influence. So they don't pay attention to the response of the other person near as much as they pay attention to what's the influence that I'm bringing. Am I bringing godly influence? Am I doing it in the right way? That's huge. Number two, I can only give away what I have. So what do I need to do? I need to be developing quality relationships. Enablers typically don't want a quality relationship. They don't want a relationship where I'm receiving because when I'm receiving, well, that's not who I was created to be. They want to be in that position of giving and not the real overt giving, but the much more quiet and much more subtle and sacrificing. And so, oh, I can't allow other people to sacrifice for me. I can't allow others to lay down their life for me. If you're going to get better as someone who is a godly influencer on other people, you've got to let go of the enabling. You've got to let go of that unhealthy stuff, and you've got to grow in your own value so that I can bring something if I need to. I don't have to bring something. And now I'm able to come alongside. When other people realize that you don't have an ulterior motive, you don't need to help them, it's a lot easier to take a deep breath, slow down, oh, I'm going to choose to involve myself here. I'm going to choose not to involve myself here. And to get to that healthy place, as an enabler, you need to stop, probably stop the whole enabling process, get into relationships where I'm allowing other people to sow into me and really sow value into me to where I'm beginning to feel worthwhile even apart from any enabling, any giving, any sacrificing that I'm doing. I need to get my value in who God created me to be. When I can rest in that and I can wait until there's trust from the other individual, powerful thing. If there's no trust from the other individual, I can't help them. I can wait until that other person is willing. I can wait until there's trust. When I have that level of self-control, now I'm in a much healthier place. I'm much more capable of actually helping other people. Hopefully, these are some tips that you can get a hold of. An enabler's probably not going to just stop laying out their lives for other people. So if you're going to do it, slow it down, get it to a healthy place, make sure you're receiving value from others, and maybe even allow others to say, no, not here, oh, not there, here, here you can invest. So take your life, sow it into others, but do it the right way because that's when you'll make a difference in the lives of the people around you.